0: Welcome to the Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. Each fortnight on Mondays, we interview a local expert from a different cropping region to provide you with a regional weeds-focused update. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Regional Update podcast. This is actually our first podcast back for the year for Weed Smart, and we're kicking things off in the Southern Region with Elders Agronomist Chris Tui. He's joining us to give us an update on his region, and he's based in Albury, New South Wales. Chris does join us. How are you going, Chris?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks, Jess.
0: Yeah, happy new year and thanks for being our first guest for the year. Uh, Hopefully 2021 has some more positives around the corner. We've obviously had a big year and the regional update, listeners might remember, was started due to the pandemic but we have decided to keep it because uh yeah it was such a great initiative and people really responded well to it so yeah not the week to week that we were doing earlier in the year in 2020 but every fortnight we'll be doing regional updates so thank you for being on our first one for 2021. Now before we get into the specific regional update that you're going to give us Chris can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role?
1: Yeah no worries at all Jess and uh, thanks for given us the opportunity for this podcast to, for a regional update for our region. So, listen, I'm, uh, I'm an agronomist with Elders in Albury and uh, particularly cover broad acre cropping and pasture production, do some summer cropping in our, in our area and, uh, yeah, predominantly broad acre and been here for, oh, just on 10 years now. So, yeah, quite established in this, in this area.
0: Excellent. Now we're going to get a regional update from you today. What conditions has your region been experiencing?
1: Yeah, so we're coming off an absolute bumper harvest, one of the best seasons ever. So many many generations, probably the best in, in two to three generations. Wow. Our area covers a, a fairly wide area and geographic location that, that changes quite rapidly with, with rainfall within sort of an hour of Albury. You've got 350 mils out to 650 700 so there's a lot of variability there and and different cropping and, and pasture production but yeah overall uh, in a cropping cropping base northwest of Albury, uh, north of Cora where we predominantly uh, worked yeah the yields were were unbelievable and best we've we've really ever seen so and quality was was good too but yields of canola of upwards of four tonne to the hectare in uh, in roundup ready canola four to four and a half ton and, and even grazing canola with you know quite quite heavy grazing achieved yields of uh, over three and a half ton of grain so wheats were great they were up and the quality was good too some uh, some hard wheat produced h2 and even higher higher categories and yields in excess of seven tons in some case to the hectare so some brilliant results and you know, it's, it's fantastic for all the growers in the region after a couple of really tough years in 2018 and 19. So, yeah, some, some really good results.
0: Yeah, that's excellent to hear. So excited for the growers experiencing those really great yields. How exciting. Obviously, the outcomes of the yields are so positive, but always important to focus on what needs to be done in terms of weed control, which is the focus of these podcasts. And so firstly, can we just get an idea of what the major weed burdens and issues are in your area, Chris?
1: Some of the major weed burdens like uh, wild radish and and ryegrass are probably the, the biggest two. Brome grass and wild oats are, are certainly two that have been on the increase and, and certainly a bit of concern with with the amount of increase and uh, in in pastures particularly a real big increase in in marshmallow and and stinging nettles. The big focus, I guess, in the cropping in a big in, uh, in the cropping regions and uh, for the cropping farmers is um, is those four weeds though. And and last year we've seen you know wild race for instance has such an ability to, to seed down and not germinate for so many years based on a lot of factors. But um, we saw those sort of weeds At wild radish come up in areas we hadn't seen for five or six years in some case. So that was a that was quite an issue, quite a concern I should say, and as to as to what's actually in your pace that you don't know of, but it also presented an opportunity to, I guess, to germinate those weeds and and really use some of your some of your agronomic principles to, to really control and make sure I didn't set seed so yeah that's that's probably the, the major ones. Uh, probably a little bit bit of a concern which is quite quite widely um, a common weed now in, in a lot of cases in New South Wales but we haven't had a lot of it down south yet but it's certainly increasing Is feather top roads grass um, it's quite a concern to get into the cropping region the amount of increase we've seen on the sides of roads In the last couple of years Um, But it's just something to watch We're not having trouble with it in paddocks as such But certainly increase on on roadsides is is a concern
0: Yeah, okay. No, good to hear the uh, details there. It's always good to know what's going on rather than get a surprise and try and keep yourself aware of what uh, weeds are sort of popping up so you can get on top of it. So Weed Smart does promote the big six principles, as our listeners are aware. What are some of the big six principles which uh, have been making a dent in weed numbers in your area or you'd encourage growers to consider using, Chris? Yeah,
1: probably um, one of the major ones. Guess would be um, mix and rotate your herbicides. Obviously, there's been a huge increase in, say, the last ten to twenty years in pre-emergent herbicide use, and um, you know we just can't. When you're on a good thing, you can't just stay with it. You've got to you got to change and preserve that chemistry and that chemistry group. You know, there's some some great research that's been done over the years with Chris Preston and and Peter Botzalis and the like, and you know. To, you know, develop Treflan resistance. For instance, I think it's any more than uh, no break within ten or fifteen years, you'll you'll get resistance. Well, that's certainly starting to show with an increase in that chemistry, and and also glyphosate too is pretty big increase. So that's probably one of the main ones, and then and the other one would be the double knock strategy, uh, particularly like obviously at sowing. Um, and making sure you're increasing the use of your bipyridals, your, your spray seeds and gramoxones is a really important tactic. But overall, another one of the big six, of course, is just stopping weed seed set. And that uses tactics like your harvest weed seed control management of, of what having a strategy in place for the harvest time and what you're doing with, with all the escapees. Because at the end of the day, it's a numbers game and you really need to make sure, you know, you're just any survivors aren't surviving, you know, and and you're doing something pre or or post-harvest, that would probably be the the main three, which sort of really includes four, I suppose, of those big six.
0: Yeah, no great information there, Chris. Now, there are quite a few new products on the horizon in terms of uh, chemical control options. What's your perspective on this for growers in your region?
1: Yeah, there is, yes, and uh, certainly... In the pre-emergent space, um, there's been a fair bit of movement and we've got quite a few new products to, to use, which is which is great, certainly since the fall down in resistance of a lot of post-emergent chemistry with Group A's and Group B's of selective herbicides in crop. So there's, a, there's a, quite a few new products such as Luxamax and Overwatch are two particular ones for grass control management in cereals. So... Obviously secure and box of gold have been out for for quite a while now and repetitive use of that as I suggested before isn't great. So it's great to be using some new chemistry and some new chemistry groups in that there's other ones too. Um, in like Matino Complete, you know, it is one too that's a new new product, although it is, you know, existing chemistry, but certainly helps when you're mixing herbicide groups. You've got probably the biggest thing though, Jess, is the rise with some broadleaf pre-emergent chemistry and also to see some existing chemistry like the Group G's not only now be registered to use as spike products with glyphosate and your knockdown chemistries. There's actually been quite a lot of work done with with some of these Group G chemistries and now they're registered for some pre-emergent weed use so for broadleaf weeds and also grass weeds. So it's just, I suppose, a lot of it, is uh, existing chemistry, however, it's, it's, there's been a lot of research done on it and now it's going to be used in a different way. So it complements a lot of chemistry we're, going to, we're using in pre-emergent and knockdown and um, gives us more options so that, so that we're not using the same year in, year out, which is not a great strategy. So there's quite a couple in new ones for cereals, such as Varaxor and Terador, and then a group H is Callisto. And then there's also a couple in pulses that, that can be can and cannot be used in, in cereals as well. So there's quite a lot of range amongst broadleaf and grassweed management in cereals and pulses that's sort of hitting the market which is um which is great for growers.
0: Yeah, it's really exciting. And just in regards to the Group Gs, we will be doing a Q&A style webinar for growers and agronomists in the near future. So make sure you're following us on Twitter and Facebook and you'll not miss the details then of uh, how to register for that. Now, Chris, are there any other uh, things that growers need to be aware of in your area uh, in regards to weed control? Any other things you'd like to mention?
1: Yeah, probably touched on a little bit with resistance and be aware of. I mean, now in our region over the last ten years since I've been in the area, the increase in glyphosate, in particular, ryegrass resistance in, in glyphosate, has increased dramatically. When with doing testing and even when mixing groups um, and being really aware of that, the rate of resistance has increased. And last year, having such great soil moisture conditions. Generated a lot more ryegrass than in paddocks that we thought were relatively clean. There was a lot more come through, and in some situations, you know, growers only had a single knockdown, and found they had to really come back with a with a double knock, and on paddocks that they didn't probably think they needed to or had a problem with. So, the incidence of, of glyphosate resistance in ryegrass is. I think, in Greece dramatically. And, you know, it's, it's been present in plenty of other states in Australia for, for quite a long time. But I think it's something that, that we know has been there for a long time in our area, but it's increased a lot quicker than, than probably a lot of people hoped hoped it would. So it's, it's probably one a big thing. And, I mean, and it's not necessarily relevant with, you know, in line with who, who grows or where round of canola canola's grown or anything like that. It's just... You know, going back 20, and 30 years as to how much product is being used and repetitively used. So, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest, one of the biggest awareness things, and, and people was a bit of an eye out in the last year, I think, and one of the big take homes with, with herbicide use and from last year, I think.
0: Yeah okay great to know Chris and just finally a lot of growers would be in planning mode at this time of year after having a a well-deserved break hopefully. Is there any tips you have for growers looking forward on what they need to be considering in your region?
1: Particularly like I probably feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit here but in particular like the big six covers a lot of it. I mean but if you only want to you know focus on a couple of those because you you know you're Harvest weed seed control is a difficult one for you if your your header's not set up in a capacity to do that. Another thing I could mention is that there's been quite an adoption to the weed seed destructors in our area too on headers, which has been another great thing for our area and for for growers. But yeah, I think rotating your, your, your herbicide groups and rotating away from glyphosate, repetitive glyphosate use is probably one of the biggest things. And and stopping weed seed set altogether. So anything that you don't control at sowing or, or in crop is is a couple of big take home messages and something that, you know, it's a numbers game at the end of the day, so stop seed setting and you're a long way there. But hopefully we can uh, we can have another another good season or just an average season, uh, that'd be great over here, Jeff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, great to hear about those positive yield outcomes. Very exciting to hear about all of that. And, yeah, so happy for all the growers who really had a great win. And thank you so much, Chris, for giving us such a great overview of your region and being our first uh, guest back for 2021 on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, no worries, Will. And uh, and once again, thanks very much for for asking me to um, be involved in the podcast. Boop boop.